Can you solve the Royan case? The Dead of Night, 1873. A scream, a cry of murder. Two innocent people slain, and a killer never found. But that's where you come in. The Ryan Case, 1873, is an interactive murder mystery where you are the detective. Time Out New York calls it CSI in the 1870s. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheatre.com or call 212-780-4787. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Welcome back, my beautiful screamers, to another episode of Scream Queen! The podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 30, and tonight, the coverage from Horror Hound Weekend continues when I'm joined by Zombart and his friend Sophocles to discuss Absentia. Sophocles? I thought he was dead. Well, I guess he just smells that way. <laughs> and then, I discussed the movie on everybody's lips this week, Scream 4. And finally, we round things off by another listener review from Betty and her husband, Durwood, when they talk about Hi, Lane. What an appropriate thing for me to be recording on 420. Hmm. So come on, everybody, get that Easter egg out of your ass and get ready for some inappropriate holiday fun. Hippity hoppity! All right, man, we really got to record a promo for this thing. Should we write a script for this? Ah, fuck it, man, we'll do it live. Hey, folks, this is El Goro. And this is the Cancer Man. And we are the hosts of Talk Without Rhythm. The only podcast that will not attract the worm. That really doesn't explain what we do. Well, we watch two movies a week, we review them, we bullshit, and sometimes we say something funny. Yeah, but most of the time we just piss people off. Well, the American film viewing public can't handle most of what we have to say. But if you think you can, you can find us on iTunes if you do a search for Talk Without Rhythm. You can also find us on our website, tworpodcast.blogspot.com, baby. Deuces. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. Uh, I don't have a lot of chatter for you this week. It's been a rough few days here at Scream Queens headquarters. Uh, SQHQ. For those of you following me on Twitter and Facebook, you'll know that um, Mr. Brad and I have been very upset because our cat, Tyler, has been in the hospital for, uh, well, we're on day three now. Um, And it's been up and down and up and down. We still don't know exactly what's wrong. It could be something that's nothing or it could be possibly lymphoma. But, um... As a result, we're spending a lot of time going back and forth to the hospital in between emotional freakouts. So, the show is not coming out as I originally planned. I had promised you guys that I was going to continue my Horror Hound coverage and also cover Easter Bunny Kill Kill. But I just don't have the time or the energy or the heart, to be quite honest. Uh, fortunately, I had some stuff that I had recorded previously, stuff regarding Horror Hound Weekend, and also... Uh, Betty and Betty and her husband were kind enough to phone in an interview that I saved from playing last week. So it's going to be a lot of pre-recorded stuff. However, however, I did sit down tonight and record a fresh, hot-off-the-presses review of Scream 4. But I suppose it's for times like these that I record stuff in advance and put things in the bank, so to speak. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you on the other side. Well, not the other other side, but you know, just shut up and listen to the fucking reviews. God damn it. <sighs> What's that on your head? Uh, I'm sitting here with two very special guests to discuss day two of the Horror Hound weekend experience. Uh, mystery guests, would you like to introduce yourselves? Well, I've like long walks on the beach, and I've been in a plane before. No, Is it Amelia Earhart? No. I do have a baby, though. 
wrong. It's John Denver. I hate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> he likes long skis down a mountain. That's Sonny Bono. Oh, no. Come on, man. Isn't that both? John no. Denver, he lived in the mountains, didn't he? <laughs> Unless it's, the mountain he crashed into was covered in snow. That is, Wait, so, that is so racist. Which one liked the Muppets? John Denver liked the Muppets. He spent Christmas with the Muppets. Oh, okay. okay. And Cher, was, is, was, she was the other one. Yes. We're way off track. Yes, we're really... Yes, <laughs> and, since, and listeners, you might have tell, uh, guessed because this is the longest introduction of a person to the show ever. It's Zombart! Oh, hi! I'm hi. here to set up your bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you do. And who's your special friend that you brought? Sophocles, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, new to all this stuff. How's it going, everyone? Ooh. <laughs> Sophocles, we're on a Rocky yes. Horror cast together, and we're looking to uh, expand our, our horror presence and podcasting presence here. So today we're uh, playing with Patrick, and he's kind enough to host our madness oh uh just to clarify because uh you said you're on a rocky horror cast does that mean you're in the show or you have a podcast you got to watch your terminology out in these parts yeah we're, we're part of a shadow cast or the transylvanian concubines so we're a part of the cast we perform it in front of the theater pretty much like glorified mimes oh fantastic and where where do you guys perform this is in fairfax virginia right near george mason or anywhere where people have eyes and money true there's something to be said there. I just can't find anything fast enough, so let's move on. Yeah, go ahead and insert that joke later. Yeah, I will. And yeah. I'll, I'll laugh hysterically at it. Ha ha ha. All right, so you guys dragged yourself out of bed in time for uh, the first movie of the weekend on Saturday? Uh, yes, we did. Um, we, 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 we had to cross a highway, and you guys were all staying in the nice hotel, I assume. Oh, God, were you at the, were you at the night's end? No, where were we? We were at the Ramada. Ramada. Ooh, oh, oh, oh! You were all you were over there by the Arby's. Um, Caddy Corner. We had the Damon's Grill. The yeah, Demon's we were, Grill. We were, we were closer to the uh, the. Wait, well, hold on, K. hold on, hold on, hold on. The Demon's Grill. Yeah, that's awesome. That place was hot. <laughs> <laughs> where everything's flambe. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, that that that's that's where the guy got killed last year. That would explain the funny smell. Yeah, no, one, the uh, producer of one of the movies last year, uh, the guy who uh, produced Dead Girl, got killed crossing that intersection at Horrorhound Weekend just Holy before shit. it started last year. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah, serious, serious. <laughs> Holy shit. Seesaw, <laughs> when you were running across there with those heels and those cars were coming at you, that was serious. I thought my heels got sticky on something. Oh, I'm sure they, the birds have cleaned since then. I'm and sure. gross, gross. <laughs> 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 but then I guess if you're running in heels, it kind of... Um, decreases your chances of getting hit because people be like, ah, swerve. <laughs> well, people stare at him. And he's like, ah. They it's were too, pretty sparkly. It's too pretty to hit. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> they might want to pull up next to you and like, never mind. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. Hey, sailor. <laughs> Would you like to ride shotgun? Don't mind the dead deer in the backseat. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, jerky. But yeah, we did. We, we crossed over there. We braved the cold. And we found our big empty room <laughs> where they were showing this movie, which I thought would have a big line out the door. But... Yeah, so would I. But, you know, it's the first movie of the day. It never gets attended. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, big surprise, Mr. Brad didn't go. Because, mi- surprise, Mr. Brad was asleep, which is the motto for the weekend. Well, he missed out. Cause he I did miss was... out. He would have liked this one. I thought this was a good movie. So. Yes, uh, the movie we're talking about is a movie called Absentia. And it was directed by this guy named Mike Flanagan, who doesn't have a lot of credits, but apparently he did a short film called Oculus. Don't ask me how to spell it. Uh, but I watched the trailer, and it looks really fucking scary. Um, it has eyeballs in it or something? I, I don't know. No, not in, the, not in the trailer that I saw. But I'm going to put a link on the show notes. There'll be lots of links in the show notes this week. I say that now because I always forget to put the links back in. Ooh. And then we all look stupid. But... Um, Anyway, Absentia is the story of this woman, um, a married woman who is pregnant, and uh, her husband has been missing for seven years, and she's at the point where she's about to legally declare him dead. Wacky stuff ensues. But you know what? Let's take a listen to the trailer. Hey. Hi. It's really good to see you. It's really good to see you. 
I brought some stuff for the little nephew niece or <laughs> Death in absentia. Once you declare someone dead, that's a different deal. I'm here to help you file that paperwork. It's time, right? Yeah. Let's call them lucid dreams that you're having. They started about the time you decided to declare him dead in absentia. You're describing visual, auditory, even tactile hallucinations. He's not the only one, not even close. They declared Walter dead in 2002. I ran into him just last week. You see me? Left behind a son who says his dad was taken away by a monster. It's sleeping. I saw it. You hallucinated it. I saw it. Things go missing in this neighborhood, and those things turn up in one place. I was seeing things too. They felt so real. We found a body in the tunnel. Oh my god! You see your eyes. We're gonna need to question you a lot more. I swear to you, I could hear him in the walls. Ah! Now, I hate to spoil the mystery of this all, but the three of us couldn't actually hear that trailer. It's going to be edited in later. Let's just all pretend we were grossly enriched. I, wow, I, that was, I was. I was grossly enriched. <laughs> hey, I, I was rich and gross. Yes, what? Yes. Uh, why, why don't you give us a, a summation, or do we want to default to the IMDb on this? Or? Oh, no, no, I never do that. Anyway, as I said, and as my getter from the trailer, this woman is declaring her husband dead, and as soon as she does... She starts to see him. She starts to hear him. And um, it seems that it's not just a ghost story. There's something bigger going on. Other people in town have gone missing. In fact, the, the, the police have a... What I like at one point, she has this boyfriend policeman who says, I told you not to move here. You know we have a nickname for this place, this part of town, down at the precinct. We never find out what the nickname is. But apparently all the shit that goes down here is enough that the police know it. And it's bad. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, the, the, the title of the movie is Absentia, so you got accent right in it. So, I mean, the whole thing kind of centers on this whole place where things just go missing, and you get hints of the, I mean, what, what's the girl's name? Callie or Trisha? I forget which um, one is which. I'm not what's, looking at IMDb right now. Oh, I'm um, not looking at it. Uh, don't yes, look at uh, it. Um, I believe the pregnant one is Trisha, and the Trisha, younger sister yeah. is Callie. The, the sister is Callie. That's, that's yes. correct. And they were talking about, I mean, but it's not just people. You see, like, pets go missing. And just, it's just, when the cop talks about, this is just a place where things disappear like you just did. Hello? 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 You suck. Was that me that did that, or? Um, Hello? I don't know. Everybody went away. I know. Are you there? I'm here. It looked like you went offline. I went into absentia. The thing that was amazing about that, you said... Uh, everybody seems to know that this is a part of town where people and things all go. <laughs> awesome. And you were gone. <laughs> and by so, the way, uh, 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 absentia, just for people, if, they're, if you're wondering, uh, absentia is the legal term for declaring somebody legally dead. Death in absentia. So now we've all learned something today. Huh. Yeah. Mm. And the monster is Comcast, by the way. <laughs> the big Comcast monster comes out at the end and eats my phone line. Way to spoil it, dickbag. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, you could have said and then it spits out a modem, but that would be ruining everything. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> will understand when they see the movie. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, that well, yeah. Okay, this is, this is this is that gold I was talking about here. Um, <laughs> We're gonna need to play some funny music behind this conversation just to keep the beat going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna edit the here. shit out of this. It'll be great. Be, Splicing shit in, fart noises and whoopee whistles. Oh, and... It'll be like Forty Second Street. It'll be amazing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, so people in places, uh, people and things, and all this stuff are disappearing in this neighborhood, and it seems to all be centering on this underpass tunnel thing. Very creepy tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. The younger sister's always jogging, and she's always going through there. And every time she does creepy things, happen. The, we we didn't mention the the younger sister 
comes to stay with, I guess, because the, the, the older sister is, they're getting to the point where there's so many years before you can declare someone dead. Seven, yeah. Yeah, it's seven years, and she's trying to put her pieces, her life together, and the sister kind of shows up to help her move out of the house, declare this dead. There's a bunch of legal reasons why she shows up, and some well, just personal for moral reasons support. in yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out she's a she's been in rehab a billion times, so she's been kind of, not exactly the black sheep of the family, but she's been in absentia herself, not dead, but not present. True. Right. And, and I, I like the idea of this tunnel, because, I mean... For for anyone listening from the near the Virginia area, we have our own kind of mysterious tunnel here, the Money Bunny Man Bridge, which this reminded Ooh, me a lot of. I've never heard this legend. The Bunny Man Bridge, it's in this middle. It's where it's near Clifton, right, Saf? That's correct. Um, and I guess it's just an old the old legend around here that so, some serial killer used to live around this just this little overpass. Mm-hmm. It's just a little tunnel. There's nothing to it. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, just farmhouses around. And train and, tracks run on top of it. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that if you go there, you know, midnight on Halloween, you'll see a bunch of dead bunnies lying around where the guy had been eating bunnies, and then he'll snatch you and hang you from the bridge or something. Okay. So and Some people will keep mean, it going because actually you go there and people will leave like dead rabbits around the area and – it's a pretty interesting area because as you're driving there, there's like a small white church, and then you keep going down. One of the roads' name is Yellow Brick Road, so you're like getting uh, this mood, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> this weird, yeah, it's all mythological. Mythological is a word I just made up. Well, I like that one. Yes, thank you. It's kind of like the Mothman prophecy of the DC type area, and right. you know, let's. I think um, what's his name that did Donnie Darko had said he grew up near the area, and kind of the Franklin Bunny with, with was the Bunny kind Man. Of based on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, getting back to the movie, I really enjoyed it. I really did, too. Yeah, it I kept me guessing the whole time. Yeah, I think it's good enough that I don't want to spoil it. No, no, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I don't even want to say the, how, how it twists, because it starts as one type of horror movie and slowly evolves into a whole different type. And there's enough in there that's like clever things where if, if you're following kind of what they're saying and you kind of get the allusion to the stories i mean there's lots of imagery that's tied into the billy goat's gruff type thing yes which they, they bring up a couple well, of times well, no it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, not... a theme it's definitely a theme oh definitely yeah yeah i mean you got the three main characters well never mind this gets into spoiler territory so oh, no, God, the... i want to i don't want to spoil it but i, I know it's really hard discuss it because it's good well, we can we talk about another aspect like my my background is in uh in graphics so like motion graphics and uh and uh-huh. kind of things like that so I mean, the quality and it seemed the budget for the movie was was pretty decent. It looked, it actually looked nice. It didn't look like okay, someone with a crappy handy cam made a movie. No, 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 it didn't. The thing that I liked about the movie too, well, uh, as um, I said when I reviewed Insidious, I don't, I didn't think you could reinvent the ghost story, and this kind of did. Yeah, in its own way. In its own way, it really did. And even during the ghost story parts, it threw stuff at me that I had never seen before. Because uh, I was sitting next to Zombart, and this director really mastered the jump scare. Yep, like legitimate serious scares um, that weren't prefaced by you know big musical buildups or punctuated by buzz. But I was sitting next to him, and so there was so many times that I was like, Bleh! like squirming in my seat, and he's just laughing at me. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it was great. And, and, when, and, and he was like writing his little notepad. He's like, I'm gonna get, and then he'd jump up, and the whole notepad would go flying. Yet, <laughs> oh, that's right. I took notes. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, I guess I'm not using them tonight. Um, the thing, one of the things I liked about it too, the tone of it. I, I think a lot of horror fans, like the hardcore horror fans, are not gonna have any use for this movie. It's too slow. It's 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 it has a plotting pace, and there, I mean, there's a, for for what it is. I mean, it's a ghost story kind of as a, the setting for a character piece because there's a lot of melodrama in here with the emotion that's going between the two sisters and their mm-hmm. own demons they're fighting mm-hmm. and it, it starts to involve the family of the missing guy mm-hmm. and there's less stuff in there I mean it's like not horror but it's like the moment when she opens the door and so and so standing there and it's like oh my god kind yeah, of like yeah 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 yeah, it's it's an emotional level that you don't there's a lot of character built up. You really connect with them, and you really have yeah. You, you have to listen to this one. You can't have a rowdy crowd for this one. Like yeah, I was yeah. disappointed they showed this at eleven o'clock, but I don't know what other time they would have showed it. Had you shown it at eight o'clock or ten o'clock, forget about it. Everybody would have been, been drunk. Science theater right there. Yeah, um, but uh, one of the things I liked about it right off the top 
it annoyed me. But after a while, I liked the musical choice. Just that that funereal pipe organ sound, that two note. Yeah, it was very like dirge and industrial. Very know. somber. It definitely set the tone for the movie. It was just sad and eerie at the same time. And persistent. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't as sold on that. I felt there was there's a lot in there that was kind of callbacks to kind of like the uh, the paranormal activity. You hear the kind of hear the you say, oh, there's something gonna get going. It's the times that there was no soundtrack that worked better for me. The kind of when you're not expecting something and like it's the middle yeah. of the day. I, I know what you're talking about. There is um that's what I was saying about the jump shocks. They don't telegraph anything. And one of the best shocks she was outside talking the, the pregnant woman's outside talking to her cop friend and she walks in the house and closes the door. When she closes the door, there's a figure Oh god damn it. Did we lose Bart? We lost Bart. Well we just keep going. Oh um we'll talk smack about him. Uh which closes the door and her ghostly husband is standing behind it like pleading to her silently but there was never any Bleh! she never sees anything yeah but it was just like they, they did have a good a good sampling of all different kinds of ways to creep you out it wasn't oh, just yeah. one way over and over again yeah 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 and every, like, every time it worked for me every single time which is rare I usually see these things coming a mile off yeah I mean like I, it definitely was something different I haven't seen anything like that before mm-hmm. and um, since it was in another movie this weekend uh, Dark Diggler Dirk Diggler was in the film, yes. Doug Jones was in the movie in a cameo. That was close. That was close. <laughs> yes. He was the guy in the tunnel. Uh, there's one point, like I said, the, the younger sister keeps jogging through the tunnel. And early on, I was kind of rolling my eyes the first time I saw her jogging through the tunnel. And you see her slowly going towards the bright light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's like, yes, go into the light, Carolyn. But every time she goes through something weirder and weirder happens and she eventually finds Doug Jones lying on the ground in the tunnel. It was just surprising. I was like, oh my God. So it was kind of cool. And he's like, help me, help me. Actually, no, he wasn't saying that. What the hell was he saying? You see me. Oh yeah. Well, I guess she just stopped and asked if he was okay and he doesn't respond and she asks again. He's like, you can see me? You and, that's, see and, me? and that's like the very first instance that, okay, this movie is taking you somewhere else. Somewhere else. And then, you know, she's like, it's okay. Do you need anything or whatever? And he goes, it must be sleeping. And that gave me goosebumps. I'm like, what's sleeping? Yeah. What's going on? I mean, it and definitely like, kept you guessing the whole movie. Yeah, do you want it? He's like, trade? 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 And you're like, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're like, I don't know what you're talking about. But eventually, we kind of figure out what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. I kind of liked all the loose ends that were left at the end. Yes. Oh, Bart's coming in. Hello? You suck. <laughs> It's it's the absentia ghost. It got me. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, what were we just talking about? <laughs> we we just left off with we saw Doug Jones in the tunnel. Actually, no, we went past that. We were talking about the loose ends at the That's end. Right, of the loose ends. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I missed the Doug Jones conversation. He's we can go back. Went, he's why I wanted to go see the film. Okay, we'll come back after we make our important point, Mister Dropoff. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then again, maybe we should get to your point now before you know you just disappear again. True. I Doug just want to say. I love Doug Jones, and I follow him on Twitter, and he's like one of the best people on the planet, and I will go watch him do nothing. So if he was in a Splattercast production, I will go see it. Oh, that's a big statement. I know. That's a Watch there. Doug Jones eat cereal. Uh, he could so eat the cereal, too. I just watched Mystery Men the other day because he was in it again. Mm-hmm. He's only in it for two seconds. Yeah. I, 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 this was his second movie of the weekend, for those of you keeping count. He was also in Cyrus, Mind of a Serial Killer. And he was just human. There was nothing scary about Doug Jones in this movie, and I just kept waiting. Like, come like, on, something's going to happen. Something. His tongue's going to come flying out. Something. <laughs> He's going to get the old mummy jaw, and it's going to. Well, he got. The floor. He, <laughs> yeah, he got. Well, he had mummy jaw in this one. He was not looking healthy. Uh, but it wasn't digital mummy jaw. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's <laughs> just not looking healthy. We just said that he was lying on the ground, and they had the weird conversation, and. Right. And it turns out he was a missing guy from the neighborhood as well who's been missing for like five years, something like that. And then when she goes back to give him food, he's gone. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Spooky. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more we could say plot-wise without... Because it yeah. goes into a twist, and then it goes into... I hate that word. Twists. I hate that word. Stop saying twist. Uh, it goes into a spin? A no, here, no, okay. I'm editing all this up. Because when, pe- when you say the word twist... It, people look for a twist? You got it. Uh, uh. I wouldn't say... Okay, well, it's not a twist. as in It didn't try to fool you. It's a tonal shift, is what I meant. Yeah, and we've already talked about that, so we'll talk about the tonal okay. shift. Not the T <laughs> word. 
<laughs> tranny? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. This could this movie could have used the tranny. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any sparkle in this movie. No. <laughs> No, it's sleeping. The tranny is sleeping. It was glitter, glitterless sleep. You don't want to see her when she wakes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we talk about the uh, use of minimal type effects in here and how effective they were? Because I mean, there was there's definitely some CG in the movie, but they didn't do. Yeah, it wasn't overly done. Where did yeah, you see w- CG? Um, I can't say. Well, without... you can say it, and I'll t- take it out. Okay. Um, just the. I think that was just done with uh, with uh, depth of field. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Oh, I, th- I thought it was just a quick animation that was thrown in there. Mm-mm. The things that that I believe were CG were uh, the when it was in the wall or when you actually oh, see the wall. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. That kind of looked like the old rubber wall technique. It could have been done, but I mean, to my eye, it looked like it was CG. Okay, I think it was so good that it was the rubber wall technique. That would be cool if it was. Because they did the rubber wall technique in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and it didn't look good. No, I, I, I thought the remake was all CG compared to the rubber wall from the original. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, let's not get started on that. The rubber wall <laughs> sounds like something that would have been in the Vortex Haunted House, but that's a callback to listeners who were very long with the show. So anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Zombart. <laughs> oh, I, I always know what you're talking about. It's like a dental dam. With the baby coming out? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's so the tongue doesn't actually make contact. Never mind. I don't know what's happening. Let's not talk about it. No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Ew, we're, we're not on the same page, and I never want to be on that page. Thank the you. The birds and the bees. Yes. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I can't even. I can't even. Sometimes the stinger finds a different part of the bird. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that analogy, when you look at it that way, it really doesn't make sense at all. I don't, you're right. I don't know what else to say in the movie, except uh, what I started to say three times now is that it leaves you with – it doesn't answer all the questions. Which I like. I liked it too, but I know that drives some people crazy, and I say, fuck y'all. Like a lot of the mythology is just not explained. By yes, it's up for your interpretation. Bye, Bart. <laughs> Are you left again? <laughs> He's gone again. Okay. But no, that, that's my favorite part of it too because they, they almost started to take the movie in a different direction. And the, and try to say okay, well, it's this and it's this, and we and it almost was like okay, and this is gonna be like a three part movie, but then by leaving it open, it does let mm-hmm. you figure it out yourself in your own head. Yeah, but and also what I liked about it too is that you keep thinking, okay, now I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're like, and no. Oh, but wait, what about that. that thing? Exactly, which is great. And I know certain other podcasts will be like, oh, they didn't. Anyway. What about that thing? They just threw that in. There was no reason for it. I'm like, yes, it was to creep you out and keep you talking about the movie for three hours afterwards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I think I'm done with Absentia. Okay. It's a huge recommend for me. You're done as soon as Bart comes back online. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to talk about um, the other movie as well, but since he keeps going in and out. <laughs> Is that him? Hello? I think so. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, okay. <laughs> I have a Stop huge. Stop going into Absentia. <laughs> I kept talking. I didn't even realize that you called me again. <laughs> Oh, that was twenty minutes. That was twenty seconds of brilliance. That's just gone. Oh well. At least oh, my well. dog heard it. Yeah, so we pretty much wrapped up Absentia. Oh, final right. thoughts. Recommend. Recommend. I'm gonna purchase it when it comes out. Me too. And yep. I want to find this guy's uh, short film, the other the Ocu, Ocu whatever the hell it was, Ocular. Ocu- it was good. It was well acted. It had heart. Yeah, it's worth supporting. And from mm-hmm. a graphics point, it looks great. Yes, and it gave me the Wiggins big time, which is hard to do because I'm a jaded old bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, we Son lost him. Okay, this is stupid. Talk to you soon. Bart, wherever you are, go fuck yourself. I'll make, a trade. I'll make a trade for you, Bart. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll give you a ham sandwich. There you go. <laughs> Listen to Remco's baby laugh a lot. You're listening to Baby Laugh a lot. <laughs> she's the funniest doll you've ever seen. <laughs> Just push the button and she starts to giggle. <laughs> Get Baby Laugh a lot by Remco. <laughs> I know everybody else is already talking about it. I know most of you have probably already seen it. I know maybe a lot of you are sick of hearing about it already. But you know what? What kind of horror podcaster would I be if I didn't talk about Soul Surfer? 
No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about Scream 4. Now, what kind of horror podcaster wouldn't talk to you about this movie, huh? Well, I'll tell you what kind. A sucky kind. Think about that while we listen to this very short trailer. Robert's residence. Welcome home, Sydney. You're a survivor, aren't you, Sydney? What good's it to be a survivor if everyone close to you is dead? You can't save them. All you can do is watch. <laughs> Modern audiences have become savvy to the rules of the originals. I mean, there are still rules, but the rules have changed. And the kill's gotta be, like, way more extreme. <laughs> The unexpected is the new cliché, and virgins can die now. <laughs> to be the new version, you know, 2.0, the killer should be filming the murders. Yeah, it's a natural next step in psycho-slasher innovation. Go ahead if you have the guts. Well, it's time for someone new to die. These aren't just random killings. something really scary about a guy with a knife who just snaps. I hear you like horror movies. It's for you. All right, right off the bat, I got to be upfront and honest. If you had any doubts about seeing Scream 4, you could put them aside because this is a hoot. I mean, I was the biggest skeptic going into this. When I heard that they were doing another Scream movie after all this time, I thought maybe the Bad Idea Bears from, you know, Avenue Q got to the Weinsteins and whispered in their ear and said, Why don't you come back and make another sequel? Yeah! And after that, we can start Coke off a hooker's vagina. <laughs> that was the worst Bad Idea Bears ever. But you know what? It wasn't a bad idea at all. The only bad thing I have to say about it is the shitty box office it pulled. What the hell, people? I don't get it. I just don't get it. But, you know, I guess in a world where Meet the Spartans was number one for four weeks, anything is possible. I just think it's a shame when a good horror movie finally comes out and it just tanks. Hello, Piranha. Hello, Drag Me to Hell. Hello, I don't know how many other things recently. So if you haven't seen it already, it's your fucking fault. Get out there and see it right now, because you know what? I'm probably going to spoil this. Turn off your listening device, go see the movie, and come back later. You are dismissed. Okay, are they gone? Good. Let's talk about them. Nah, let's talk about the movie. So, like I said, biggest skeptic going into this movie. You know, I just went to see it out of duty. I love the first film. The first film rocked my world. I completely lost faith in the modern horror movie at that point in my life, and it just sat right up and bitch slapped me back into the genre. I remember I saw it with my friend Vinny, and after the first 15 minutes, right after Drew Barrymore got killed, I turned to him and said, I can go home right now because that was amazing. But are we talking about Scream? No! We're talking about Scream 4. Now, of course, we all know the plot. Sydney Prescott comes back to her hometown to promote her new book, and poof! Immediately, she's, you know, pretty much she sets foot on Woodsboro soil, and everybody starts dying. Ring, ring, what's your favorite scary movie? Seems like old times. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I gotta admit, I'm having a hard time talking. Just, I got so much on my mind right now, but I'm, I'm pushing through and trying to do my best. You know what? I'm gonna assume all of you have already seen the movie, and I'm just gonna talk about, like, cool things about it that, you know, now I'm not gonna go into the plot details or anything like that. I'm just gonna talk about what I thought was cool. Now, I'm not saying the movie isn't scary. There's plenty of jump scares. It's really gory. It's very tense and suspenseful. But for me, the scariest thing in the movie was the fact that Courtney Cox seems to be turning into Janice Dickinson. Did anybody else notice that? She's getting that Janice, Dickens, what, Janice Dickinson wide mouth syndrome. And girl, stay away from the sturgeons. Okay? Just back off. And once I noticed that, I just saw it the whole movie. Every time she was on camera, I'm like, yep, Janice Dickinson. Yep, Janice Dickinson. And it was spooky. However, on the flip side of that, Nev Campbell? Is it me or has she not aged a day? She looks exactly the same now as she did in the goddamn first movie. Nev Campbell, what is your secret? Fading into obscurity for 11 years, you say? Oh, let's all try that then. And, okay, this might sound weird, but deal with it. Did anyone else notice that Officer Dewey has really hairy arms. Like, like not gross hairy, but like run your fingers through hairy. I like that. And plus, I always, I got a thing for the geeky types anyway. Isn't that right, Mr. Brad? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Patrick. Uh-huh. Okay, I was a little moist over Officer Dewey. Sue me. 
But all jokes aside, it's really great to see the old gang back together. You know, Gale and Dewey and Sydney. In a weird way, it seems like family. I didn't like Scream 3 very much. Something about it didn't ring right for me all the way through. Logically speaking, I don't really understand, legally, how you can make a fictional sequel to movies that were based on real life. I don't get it. You know, still involving real people. You know, we have somebody playing Sidney Prescott, who is a real-life person. You know, when you start blurring the line between reality and fiction that much, it's like, when does it become libel? Or slander? Or, or, or geez, geez, I don't know, it's just a whole, like, legal model that I never really understood. And, of course, the model that I have with this movie is, like, if your entire cast of Stab 3, if the entire cast and crew of Stab 3 was murdered, I think it might be hard to get the franchise moving again. It might be kind of hard to bankroll. But okay, fine, it happened. Because Hollywood is evil and the people who go to the movies are even more evil. We're sick. We're sick. We'll watch anything. And also, based on my fears instilled by Scream 3, I was afraid that the new cast would be toss-offs. You know, that other cast, I didn't like anybody. I didn't care about anybody. They just, except for Parker Posey, who's awesome. But for the most part, they were just there. To be killed. They were just sidekicks to the original survivors. However, in Scream 4, the new characters, I like them. They're really well-rounded and they're really integrated into the story. They're not just superfluous. It follows them as more than it follows the original cast, which I think is neat. And they hold up to it. And you know what? Hayden Pantanati, whatever the fuck her name is, you know who I'm talking about. She didn't annoy me. Before I was going into this movie, I'd said to someone... Jay, the big log, if you're listening, we had this conversation. He said, oh, I think on Facebook, he's like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm excited about see- seeing Scream 4. And I said, you know what? Secretly, I am too. Because even if it sucks, watching Hayden Panatinatinatier or whatever the hell her name is, bite it, is worth the price of admission. But you know what? She's great in this. I loved her. The only thing I didn't like about her was that fucking hair. What was that? What was that? Was that Tippi Hendren goes Amish? What was that? Girl! made this great sassy hip character and gave her old lady hair. Have we learned nothing from the Carrie Russell Felicity fiasco? I'm sorry. I think the studio hairdresser should have gotten, I should have bit it instead of Hayden. But you know what? That's not how it happened. There's something I don't understand. It's this phenomenon that only seems to exist in horror movies, not just the Scream films, but all of them. Particularly, well, usually sequels. Now, has anyone... Does anybody live in an area where a horrible tragedy has happened, you know, a mass murder has happened, and every year it's a party holiday for the teenagers? Does anybody, does that really happen? I don't know of any place that happens. You know, I grew up on Long Island. We have Amityville right there. Granted, that was a hoax, but the murders were real, and still, you know, there was never any parties about it. It was more of a nuisance to the people who lived there, because you always had drunk people showing up looking for the house, peeing on your porch. Mr. and Mrs. Katzenberger, I cannot apologize enough. I bought you a new Sunday Times. What else do you want from me? It was 25 years ago! But I always just think it's weird to find these parties that happen around dead people. I don't get it. Or that these parties continue to go on when, not just not just for the anniversary, when people have been murdered. Like, your friends were murdered the day before and we're still going to the party. That happened in the first film. That's happening here as well. Okay, we're making the parallel, but just, I have to do a lot of swallowing. Shut up. I want to talk about the kills for a bit, just in general. Ghostface seemed a lot meaner in this one. The last film, I hate to keep comparing it to three, Scream 3, but one of the things that annoyed me in Scream 3 is that he was a backstabber, literally. Everybody, almost everybody got stabbed once in the back in that film. I thought that was kind of lame, kind of a cop-out for the special effects department and everything. Here, Ghostface seems to have gone gut-stabby, which is mean, because that takes a really long time to die from, as one of our unfortunate teens finds out the hard way. And what winds up happening, it happens more than, it happens a couple of times. The victim is stabbed, and they have this weird, intimate moment staring into the eyes of the ghost face mask as they die. It's almost sexual. I mean, not like it's a turn-on, but it's that weird kind of, it's weird, is what I'm saying. Shut up. It's not a, not as weird as the fact that on all these modern cell phones, nobody has any cool ringtones. It's all like, bloop 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 Nobody has anything like, or, or even I'm just saying, doesn't seem like an accurate portrayal of you kids today. And uh, just getting back to, I love that the co- I love that the gore was copious. Like I said, the last film was a little dry on the red stuff, and this is definitely not. Right off the bat, it's pretty juicy. 
when Ghostface threatens that first girl that he's, he's going to cut her neck until he feels bone, he does. It's pretty gruesome. Uh, something funny that came out of this. Over at uh, campblood.org, it's a, gay, it's a gay horror blog run by Mr. Buzz, and it's awesome. Go check it out. But before the movie came out, they came up with the Scream 4 drinking game, having no idea that there was going to be a Stabathon drinking game featured in the movie. And it was, kind of, it was a funny parallel life copying art, even when, they didn't, even when the art isn't out yet. And if you want to play the Scream 4 drinking game, I will be including a link in the show notes. I promise. The only uh, the thing I do find curious is that a lot of gay websites or a lot of the gay blogs are like, isn't it great that Scream 4 had a sympathetic, upstanding gay character? And I read that after I saw the movie the first time, and I said, who? Apparently, if most people think that the kid with the camera on the side of his head, when he said, when after he's being stabbed and tells the killer, you can't kill me, I'm gay, that he actually meant that. I didn't read it that way. I just saw the movie again today. I still don't get that. It sounded like a last-ditch attempt to save your geek-ass life, but didn't work. Ghostface was like, girl, not in those shoes, you're not. Uh, to be perfectly honest, um... I thought the movie was fun, like, and I was having a decent time. But however, that last reel, after the killer is revealed, and you find out what this is all about, all of a sudden I said, this has gone into a whole other territory of genius. That using this whole YouTube world where people can become overnight sensations, and, you know, Rebecca Black can become an overnight millionaire for putting out the worst song ever, that, yeah, this makes total, total sense for the killer to be doing this. And it's creepy, and also just that 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 scene that's out of Fight Club. I was watching that, and I said, "Okay, we just went into batshit land," and that was a great place to be because that's exactly what I said in Scream One when when Billy and Stu started stabbing each other. I went, "Oh my god, this is batshit!" Um, it's the same level of batshit. And um, now Zombart, I know you're really particular about things that show up in trailers that aren't actually in the movie, and I've said all the horror movies seem to be doing this these days. And Scream 4, no exception. There's at least three things that I've spotted in various trailers that did not make, up in the, make it into the movie. First of all, well, this wasn't in the trailer, but it was that shot, still shot that got released of uh, Dewey investigating a scene as a body hanging from the ceiling and what's your favorite scary movie? It's scrawled on the wall. Not in the movie. Also, when I saw the trailer for the first time, I saw that they were doing a scene by that fountain, like in the original. The scene that got them into, into trouble. Uh, apparently, the high school that they were filming at, when they found out that you know there was a whole scene of Kids talking, sitting around talking about how to murder people. The high school didn't want them to film there anymore. And to see them back at that fountain, I'm like, ooh, ooh, it's the fountain again. It's not there. No fountain. And there's a scene, a trailer I saw on TV recently, involves one of the young ladies about to die looking at Ghostface and saying, but you don't exist. And when I saw that in the trailer, it gave me the Wiggins, but I also said, hey, that wasn't in the movie. So Zombart, now you know. Quit your bitching. Can I make a confession? Now, way ago, it was after Scream, it was after... I know what you did last summer. It was probably in the middle of Dawson's Creek. Whenever Kevin Williamson came out of the closet and announced that he was gay, I had a secret fantasy. No, 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 not like that. I had this fantasy that Joss Whedon was also maybe going to come out of the closet and then him and Kevin Williamson would get married and they would write the greatest script ever. You know what? I'm allowed my fairy tale princess daydreams too, okay? Fuck y'all. God. I did, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I went back to see the movie again. I saw it this afternoon in a matinee. Because one of the things I loved about the earlier Scream films is that when you watched it a second time, you got to see all the clues and kind of figure out, since it was two killers, like who was wearing the, uh, the ghost face outfit when, and he had those moments, like at the fountain, where uh, Sydney asked, how do you gut somebody? And Stu told her how, that he was actually telling her how from experience. And I wanted to see if there were moments like that and, and see if the clues add up, and they do. It's not as strong as in the other movies, but they're there. So kudos to that, because Scream 3 didn't have that. Fuck Scream 3. I'm going to pretend that's... Remember how Halloween, towards the end, they just kind of flushed everything from Part 3 on? I'm doing that with Scream. Part 3 does not exist. Ha! Huh. So people might ask me, well, Patrick, why is it called Scream 4 then? I'll say, well, that's because they left off the last half of that. It's supposed to be called Scream 4, your mama! Um... Everybody, I know this wasn't up to my usual snuff, but um, like I said, things have been really hard here this week, and just sitting down and doing this was was well, it was therapy. It was therapy for me, and um, so thank you for hanging in there with me for the last fifteen minutes or so, because I did need your company. Seriously, um, Scream Four, go see it again.
So now some of you might remember uh, when I was away for Harhan Weekend, I left you a homework assignment. I suggested you head on over to Netflix and check out a couple of movies for me and phone in a review. A short, succinct review. Betty and Durwood were not only good enough to phone in a review of Primal last week, but they also sent in a review of High Lane. So they're showing all you motherfuckers up two weeks in a row. Snippity, snippity, snap. Once again, gold stars to Betty and Durwood. And as for you, lazy bones, you sit your ass down in my lap and wiggle while we listen to the trailer. <laughs> this beautiful area is called Rissenjack Passage. When they started, after the pass, there's no place to turn back. It was a quest for adventure. into his territory, it became a fight for survival. Now... We almost died out there. We were meant to be here, and there's your proof. If they run... It's a trap. Trap set for what? What do they hunt here? What do they hunt? He will catch them. He's in trouble. We'll never find him. Where is he? If they climb... We gotta keep going. No other choice. There's no place else to go. You mean there's no way down? We've gotta get through the passage before dark. He will reach them. The line is busted. Ah! Come on, hurry! But if they can overtake him... Someone's there. The guy who's doing this. They just might get out alive. Get out of this. Okay, let's move. Patrick, it's Betty. And Durwood again. Again! again. We also watched um, another one of the three. Yes. Uh, We're a glutton for punishment. That, yes, that oh, you suggested. Up. Called High Lane. And actually, we quite enjoyed this movie. Yay! Um, it was so much better than Primal on so many levels. Yeah, um, the acting was a lot better. Yes, the acting was very... You Very could tell elevated. they had a bigger budget. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and the cinematography was awesome. Yeah, um, I agree. Beautiful. It was filmed in Croatia, wherever that is. I'm terrible with geography, but well, supposedly it's pretty. Where in the world <laughs> is Croatia? Uh, but I uh, know it actually ended up, uh, you know, being a nice little tight thriller. Um, you know, from France, and I love French horror. We're and, from France. Uh, I thought it was um, done really well. Um, lots of tension, especially in the bridge scene. Yes. That was a great scene. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we, we had to pause it after 20 minutes, and uh, we, you know, the bridge scene was, like, really tense, and then when we <laughs> turned it back on... Then the shit hit the fan. The shit hit the fan. <laughs> Everything went haywire. Um, but the characters were really good. The, um, we had the two girls, and we pegged the survivor girl all wrong. And, yeah, uh, but they yeah, were both yeah. very good. Um, <clears throat> one thing we noticed about both these movies, Primal and this one, High Lane, is they both had the pussy yes, <laughs> character. Yes, the, the whiny <sighs> bitch. Good lord, he was terrible. In this case, his name was Luke. Oh my god. Luke Warm. We wanted him to fall <laughs> immediately. Just get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, you know, people with vertigo should not climb. I know. What the <laughs> fuck was that? That's impression. But, no, they had good... Uh, uh, the other characters were good. The guide, uh, Fred. Fred's dead, baby. And yeah. uh, Vin Diesel Jr., otherwise known as William. Uh, he was good. And, um, yeah, the uh, killer, when they finally got to the killer's lair, um, there was an animal hanging there. And I don't know what it was, but it had big, long, sharp teeth, and I think they borrowed that from the primal <laughs> set. <laughs> but uh, the killer awesome. himself, what did you think of him? He... Well, I mean, he first came off as kind of wimpy, but he was, uh, 
He was pretty intense. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the end, he was. Yeah. In the end, there was a great battle between him and, and the, uh, the uh -huh. girl. It was really good. And um, <clears throat> it was good gore effects. Um, the bear trap scene with uh, oh hell yeah with Fred that was really well done, and uh, the arrow through the head that yep. was good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah yeah they didn't spare any expense for the gore, and uh, and the uh, cinematography and it was really uh, quite a quite a good story. So we don't have too many fun things to say about it except watch. Good it. things are yeah. fun. Uh, we're yes, glad that we it. watched it. We don't really, well, we don't want to spoil the end, but we also kind of don't remember the end too You're well. drunk. Too much wine. I know. Um, what did I just but, say? Um, and plus, they kind of just ah. end it. It was ambiguous, yeah. but, you know, sometimes that's good. And um, in this case, I thought it was too. So, yeah, um, uh, four stars for Hylene. Everybody should watch it. And we did try to watch about three minutes of finale, and we decided nope. we can put ourselves <laughs> through <laughs> All right, Patrick. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Bye. You guys. You guys are the best. Betty Durwood, you guys are making the rest of the class look really bad. Doing all your homework. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy you liked this movie because I thought it was a real surprise too. Now, something that surprised me, something that surprised me about the movie as well that I didn't even get from the trailer is that it's French. And it was filmed in French and it's dubbed. And normally I hate dubbed movies. If I can see the um, see it in subtitles, I will. But of course, Netflix Instant Watch doesn't have that option. But the dubbing on this is impeccable. You really wouldn't know at all. It was dubbed. You have to look really closely. So uh, kudos to the voice actors and for the, I don't know, whoever directs that sort of thing. But let's talk about the story. Now, the basic gist of the story, if you didn't get it from the trailer, which I played before, uh, a group of hikers, they go for a day of hiking in the mountains. Their leader's like, hey, let's go into this section that's closed off, like you always do in horror movies. And uh, apparently once they get to a certain point, there's no way back. You know, there's only, the only way out is forward. The way this movie was laid out kind of reminded me of The Descent, because like The Descent... The first half of that movie was a really tense adventure story. I almost forgot the monsters were coming. And this is the same way. The first half when they're climbing, they get into all kinds of perils and adventures. And the cinematography is just dizzying. And there, there's, there's, there's a scene on a bridge, which is reminiscent of the big scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. One of those rope bridges. You can kind of figure out what's going on. It is, I couldn't breathe. For the whole time. Like, oh my god, oh my god. I just kept thinking, this cast, you know, even if they use stunt doubles, these casts must be incredibly skilled climbers. As must be the camera crew. And everything's breathtaking and exhilarating. And an, ex uh, an exciting movie in and of itself. And then when it gets into the, the slasher stuff, I got less thrilled with it. Because I'm like, okay, it's another freaky hillbilly. Mutant hillbilly movies, which were so popular a couple years ago and have been done to death. But even though it was a slasher, they didn't fall into a lot of the cliche stuff. Even though we're going the, the whole crazy mutant hillbilly route again, something happened in the last reel that just changed everything for me, and that was something that Betty and Durr would touch on, which was the fight scenes with the surviving characters against the bad guy. The hand-to-hand -hand combat, the staging of it is incredible. It's intense. Not gory intense, but just the, the brutality of it on both sides is amazing. I, too, give this movie a recommend. So we are all in agreement here. Hooray, 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 hooray. You guys also get extra credit for not watching Finale. Finale was kind of a trap. I watched it a while ago, and it's bad, but there's a lot of stuff about it I liked, and I think maybe the whole reason I liked it, because ultimately it turned out to be about a satanic high school drama club. And that just appealed to me for some reason. So if someone out there is brave and wants to tackle Finale and let me know what you think, you'll get a gold star too. You'll be on the fridge with Betty in it. I almost called you Anton. Why were I going to call you Anton, Durwood? Anton was the killer's name in, in, in High Lane. And I'm sorry, as, as, far, as far as killer names go, Anton doesn't exactly put shivers down my back. You better lock your doors and bolt your windows or Anton's going to get you. I'm sure it's scarier in French. Anyway, thank you guys again. You rock. And in keeping with the all français mood of this film, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you now... The Singing Nun, who is another one of... Poisson! A 
l'époque où Jean sans terre d'Angleterre était le roi Dominique, notre père, combattit les albigeois Dominique, nique, nique, s'en allait tout simplement Routier, pauvre et chantant En tout chemin, en tout lieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu Il ne parle Hi Patrick, que... it's Betty And Darren Again Darren. We're just calling real quick to Darren? clear up the Simon comment at the end of our um, homework assignment on Primal. Um, we wanted to let you know why Darren said, who the fuck is Simon? Because <laughs> that was actually in, my no- in our notes. Uh, <laughs> right before the main hunky guy takes his shirt off, he's starting to uh-huh. turn. And they're all Ooh. sitting around the Ooh. campfire oh, yes, talking about uh, getting the machete out of the vehicle. And mm. Chad says... Count Maya. Come on, Simon, we need all hands on deck. What? What? You called me Simon. Chad, fuck, whatever. So, I guess we all missed something there. <laughs> because... Yeah, I guess we owe you an apology because we... There were boobs involved. We yep. went back and watched uh-huh. the scene where she was skinny dipping and... and yeah, she, she was up. naked when she came up. I told you, how did you miss that? I guess we were looking at the leeches. I guess um, that was it. So, anyway, we just wanted to clear freaks. that up so you don't think that Darren's on medication or anything. <laughs> well... Uh, well, maybe. Who's Darren? And to all you listeners out there that didn't send in your homework assignments, which is everybody except us we got gold stars and you didn't (laughs) bye Bye. (laughs) okay guys thanks for calling in again um now obviously the question for me now isn't who the fuck is simon it's who the fuck is this darren person betty betty are you two-timing on derwood (gasps) oh my god it's our first scream queen scandal Oh, where is TMZ when you need them? Anyway, uh, you know, it's funny just listening to that audio clip from Primal. No, it's an Australian movie, but when I was watching it, I had no trouble understanding it. But just the audio, it was like, not to make fun of Australians, but let's just, okay, let's just make fun of Australians. Fine. Y'all talk funny. Now, like I said, I don't remember that particular exchange of dialogue, probably because I was ogling the guy who was about to turn into a monster because ooh, ooh, ooh. so am I am I in my fantasy there's a hidden subplot maybe it's on the DVD extras where Simon is the hunky man's his secret gay lover and that's all I got and don't you be spreading rumors about me that I am denying you titties because I gave you titties and you're lucky I'm gonna accept your apology and not make you grovel and the only reason I'm not gonna make you do that is because you're already gonna be in so much trouble with the paparazzi showing up outside your door Betty all clamoring to see the adulterous skag who showed up in a public forum with her skanky himbo. Your himbo should have been named Jimbo. That would have been funny. Jimbo the himbo. Ha! I make my own fun. Hey, Patrick. It's yourself. Uh, I'm calling you because um, I need to talk about something you're not going to talk about on the show yourself because Mr. Brad's home, and you don't want him to hear this right now. But um, I probably already talked about the fact that our cat, Tyler, is sick. Uh, we took him to the vet today, and they kept him, and they don't know what's wrong with him. It could either be uh, just pancreatitis, or um, it could be as bad as pancreatic cancer, which would we would have to. Um... Anyway, when we were leaving the vets, Mr. Brad was very upset, and um, he was crying in the middle of the street, and I hugged him, you know, like you would do, and I want to say huge fuck you to the guy who passed us on the street and locked eyes with me with such a look of disgust and shook his head when he walked by. Like he was so disgusted by what he saw. Fuck you, sir. Fuck you, sir. But not even on a gay level. That you're so repelled by somebody showing some human decency to someone suffering. And on a gay level, fuck you even more. I hope you rot for making me feel even a second of shame for what I was doing. Because you know what, mister? There was nothing wrong about it. You're the one who's wrong. Fuck you. Okay, I brought the show down now, so say something really funny after this, okay? Thanks. Bye. Well, I actually don't have anything funny to say after that. Um, 
I actually uh, had forgotten that I called in with that, but uh, the incident has been bothering me ever since it happened. And um, is there any is there anything really else that needs to be said about this except you know what I've already said? Fuck you. Underline, boldface, italics. And I hate to do this to you, Metal Mikey, but um, you're following that up. Make us laugh. Cheers, Patrick. Uh, I guess you might recognize his voice, but in case you've forgotten uh, so James Earl Jones. This would be the Metal Mikey of the long dormant, but still coming back, Action Attraction podcast. And I was hopefully a deemed friend of the Scream Queen himself, Patrick. And uh, I don't know. I could count Brad as a Scream Queen as well. well Even though I don't sure. want to assume that he also gets to share in the tiara. Oh, so, please. Today, listen to episode 28 of Scream Queens. Have a few he thoughts. Dream. Figured I'd offer them to you. And I thought every day was a happy you day, Patrick. I mean, we don't even need the St. Patrick's <laughs> thing. I just figure uh, every day I wake up, I just got to kind of pay that slight mental tribute to you. You know, Aww. send out the good vibes somewhere. Thank you. Thank and you know what? Even though you and Bradford share a birthday on Mother's Day, you know what? I'm still going to send you both a happy birthday. Because I can juggle that and my mama's tribute all in one clean sweep. And chain letter, well, huh. Aside of it sounding very interesting, I mean, I don't know. I... It turns a way for me to just get it on the cheap, like just rent it on the cheap, and then fast forward through all the, you know, bullshit expository. Just so I can at least see the special effects highlights that you're talking about uh-huh. maybe i might justify it but yeah yeah even the story premise i can't buy because the only chain messages i ever receive on my phone are those shitty jokes with like the one slightly risque picture and those yeah. just annoy the fuck out of me if i end up getting killed over one of those then i'm just gonna be pissed <sighs> to no end suck. whatsoever and I believe you mentioned, oh, I can't remember what film it was that you were mentioning her name and namely one betsy russell that was that was Chandler. this past weekend when I was out at another horror convention. Yes, even I sometimes cheat on Horror Hound Weekend, and I oh, actually please. attended Motor City Nightmares. Go right ahead. I believe I was trying to tell a group of friends a story about like one of the worst signing experiences I've ever had at a convention. Ooh, I'm all. And her name wasn't coming to me at that point, but since he mentioned her on the show, I have to bring up Betsy Russell oh, because she scandal. is hands down by far the worst horror convention autograph signing experience I've ever had. (laughs) Let me flash back to, I believe it was either last year or the previous year. No, I believe it was last year. For Monster Mania in New Jersey when I was visiting baby girl Minxie and Peanut, or better known in the world as Joan. Joan. Had a great time with them. Went to the convention. It was generally a fun time. And the only thing I actually had in mind was I wanted to get a signed picture from Betsy Russell because earlier that year on my own show, I covered Avenging Angel, which, you know, granted, (laughs) yeah, she's not exactly a master thespian by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, it was a fun movie, and I wanted to be like, hey, I actually watched one of your movies for my own little independent show coverage, really enjoyed it, did a great job. She just gave me the most blank, dead look I've ever seen anybody give me. And understand, I come from a place where I work where I describe movies that I watch. And they Uh give me the most batshit insane looks I've ever (laughs) received. Even those contain more life than the vacant, living dead stare that Betsy Russell directed in my direction. No, yeah, but I think she actually spelled just my basic name wrong on the <laughs> autograph sheet. So, yeah. Betsy Russell. No, no more. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you any more of my money should you no. show up. Besides, if your notoriety is based on the Saw movies, well, guess what? I haven't seen one of the Saw movies ever. Oh, snap. <laughs> take that, Betsy Russell. But take this, Patrick. My sincere applause for another fine episode of Scream Queens with a Z at the end of it. And it's been a pleasure, and I will indeed talk to you again soon. All right, take it easy, my friend, and bye. And happy Easter. Yeah, I had to throw that in. All right, bye. Mikey, thank you, as always, for calling in. I'm sorry about your bad experience with Betsy Russell. That's terrible. Uh, I'm also really glad you called in with it, though, because I think it's great to hear things like that. Well, not that it's great, but just... 
I'm not an autograph person myself. You know, coming off a hard hand weekend, I'm never there for the autographs. I don't have the money to waste. And, um, but I know a lot of people are. And if you're going to shell down 25, 30 bucks to get a goddamn autograph, the least you can do is smile. You'll have a little appreciation. But now all the other Scream Queens out there who are autograph hounds know to avoid your sorry ass. I mean, I realize it must be long days, but come on, you're fucking Betsy Russell. Who the fuck are you? Right? You're the weakest part of it. No, you're the second weakest part of the chain of the uh, Saw franchise next to Constance Mandalore. And who the fuck cares? Move along. And don't you be fucking with my Mikey. He might be too metal to go all punk on a lady's ass in public, but you know what? I will slap your bitch ass down, Betsy Russell. I will slap your titties together so that they go... See how dead your eyes are then, woman. You know what? When it finally boils down to me talking about slapping celebrity titties, making them going... Boing, it is time to wrap this puppy up. Thank you, as always, for joining me on this, uh, well, I guess very special episode. But so if you want to be like Metal Mikey and you want to be like Betty, but not in that hoe adulterish kind of way, you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. Or you can give me a call at 347-767-3509. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. And you can dance the hoochie-coo in your underpants on your front porch. But if you do, I want video. Now, hopefully the show will be back on track next week. And I am trying to do a show next week. I, I have not been happy with the erratic schedule that I've been keeping up. And uh, the extra-long shows are actually more work than doing the shorter-length shows. So... Expect a slow shift back to the somewhat original format. And um, next time I'll be doing Easter Bunny Kill Kill because this is a movie to be discussed. Discussed or disgusted? Only time will tell. So until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy, I never thought I'd live to see the day where you'd be worrying this much about pussy. Bye! Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>Okay, so, um, gonna go quiet for a bit, do a countdown, introduce what we're talking about, then turn it over to you guys for a bit, and we'll just wing it, see what happens. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Stop making licky noises. It's weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the professionalism that I respect.